Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. Wrestling. What culture? So lazy. Joined by Phil James and Michael Hamlet from What Culture. Because all the goings on in wrestling over the past. Week or so, I don't bloody, I've no idea what day it is. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan I mean, of this two sort days of off thing, you. That was <laughs> make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestling culture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Hamlet. Well, to discuss the past week or so where we've been in Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania. I'm not sure if you've noticed there, that was Seven Nation Army. <laughs> <laughs> With the word wrestling added. Oh, yes. It's, I think it's fair to say, and I don't want this to be a, bloody hell, our job's hard, because we no. realise it is a true blessing to get to do what we've been able yep. to do for the last few week, uh, days, not weeks. Um, but <laughs> it's been a long old week, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm... Long flights. Long flights make you tired. That's that's all I want to say yes. about being yeah. long flights make you tired. Um but work as busy as it was doesn't when it's this much fun. Like did not feel a jot of tiredness. I I, I fell asleep a couple of times and nearly banged my head off my laptop screen. <laughs> Tell and the I people once, what woke you up. I yeah. once woke myself up because my drool was cold. <laughs> <laughs> when it landed on my arm. Finishing an article. But that's that's the good tiredness. That's the absolute exhilaration, post-adrenaline dump tiredness because you want to get something finished, get a little bit of kip, and then get back to it the next day. This is strictly flights along, and that's all yeah. right. That's all right. That's that's the tiredness that I'm feeling, and not a jot of it is with any kind of regret or remorse either. It's been amazing, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want to start this before we go into all of the amazing stories and all the insanely cool things that we've done over the past week, just by giving a massive shout out to everyone we met there. Yeah. Like, everyone mm. was so lovely. And thank you so much for, like, showing so much support and coming and saying hello and just being 
really lovely, nice people. Um, we met so many people over the course of the week. It was absolutely insane. But the sort of the just amount of sort of positivity and nice feedback that we've had, it's it's been a nice little ego boost. Oh. Uh, but it's just been it's been absolutely lovely. I was annoyed when we got back into Newcastle. I was like, why aren't people recognising me? <laughs> most two weirdest things, not weirdest, two most memorable meetups. Number one was a police officer on the streets of Dallas. Physically pulling up his motorbike so, so he could walk up to us. Big old gun he had. <laughs> yeah. Big so, old gun. A bit gun. nervous about me and you, you guys. I was like, not as nervous as we are. <laughs> and Colton. I'm going to give him a shout out because yes. he's, been a, he's been a listener for, for many, many years and he's tweeted us and he's he's shown us so much love on social media and, and, and such been an avid supporter of the podcast. And then he ran up to us outside Raw. Last, the last possible opportunity to have done it, I suppose. Yeah. The... It, it may sound crazy now to anyone that's been listening since, well, like 2018, basically. Colton mm-hmm. was in before that. And there was a point where you had to get behind a paywall to listen to us talk about wrestling. The Raw Review and the SmackDown synopsis era. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, there was a, a thing called What Culture Extra. It, it had some videos. It had some other bits and bobs. <laughs> and the bits and bobs were the podcast. Wrestle Culture was a once-a-week thing, but the reviews were... Behind this paywall, we did it for a bit. It was a bit experimental. Disappeared for a bit, and then it came back on the main feed. Mm. And now it looks like what it has today. That's been that way. But Colton was around for that when almost nobody else was. And it was just... We've kind of joked about that over the years. (laughs) They said, no one really listens to these podcast boys. And we said... We're going to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, quite, quite. Um, I actually sung that with Colton on a a video he he, uh, did for his Twitter. Um, but yeah, to echoes, echo Phil's point, it's uh, real life is not Twitter or the comments section. Yeah. And this was a healthy reminder of that. Everything else about this was completely unhealthy. We're going to be <laughs> dangerous narcissists going forward. Oh, yeah. Um, not least because, like, I don't want to speak for Phil here, but um, walking around with you and Simon Miller, oh, Miller we'll, we'll just do things to you. Um, I have never heard the phrase, you're so tall. <laughs> as much as I have. <laughs> Spending a week in Dallas with Adam Wilborn. I'm really going to miss cars driving by with random people just shouting, What culture? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up. It's, it's, it's going to take a while to adjust from that. Look, right, yeah, I'm looking forward to going into the, the details of this is like when we start like a Raw or SmackDown review. We're going to go segment by yeah, segment. Yeah. Like I've written down one. Cody Rhodes is back in WWE in the return of Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin. We might get around to that. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, right? This was. The single greatest moment of my professional life and career. That's like without hyperbole, mm. right? This what this is the the apex. I'm now on the come down from that. This is going to be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> I'm going to fall into all sorts of darkness and sadness in the months that follow. But this was absolutely that, and it was probably top five personal life experiences as well. Like it's I'm not expecting the same in response. It's not one of the things that now you compliment me. <laughs> like that's that's where I would place this mm. and. So as a result, it's kind of tricky because it's like, well, in terms of a work thing, I've never done anything as cool as this ever. And I've done so many cool things in this job. Do it every week. Do loads and loads of cool things every week in this job. This was the coolest. This was the best. Um, And there were so many reasons for that, of which we're going to talk about. The shows, the work, all that sort of stuff. But there was also so many things that you maybe didn't anticipate. And that was one, the interaction with people on such a scale Mm. and in such a in such a nice, relentlessly, unrelenting, nice fashion, and people that were just so cool and helpful and friendly in, in every single aspect. 
you think, oh, well, that bit might be really good, that bit might be really good. And then the things that you didn't expect or had no expectations for or were surprised by were just as good, if not better. It was wins on top of wins on top of wins on top of wins. And it was unrealistic to assume that life could continue on that way. And I don't <laughs> know what I'm going to do about that. Yeah, so considering we left, what, last Wednesday, was it? Yeah. Wednesday, yeah. yeah. It's been an amazing... Nine days! So I was going to say a mass... <laughs> I've missed this. I've missed this so much. We uh, that'll have to, the next one. We'll have to work out some sort of gimmick to travel in soundboard. Because like I thought you could be one. I thought you could just be a human one. It was hilarious that people would come up to me and like they do the iconics or they do Titus. But my favourite one was just somebody came up to me. I think it was outside. Was it United Airlines Center? I kept wanting to call it the United American Airlines. American Airlines. American Airlines. American Airlines, Airlines sorry, yeah, Center. Uh, who just went. King of the mic, <laughs> to me, and I was like, "Well, that's a thing." Then there was one point where, because I got the privilege of getting to film you in action mm. um, after the shows, and there was one point where there was an Adam Wilborn chant broke out. Go back and watch these videos because they're just fantastic. The ones, especially was it night two of Miller's? Night two of Miller's. Oh my incredible. god, the ups and downs with Miller and the what went down. They're just, I think they're like the best videos that we can do as a company, quite yeah. honestly, because it's wrestling, it's you guys as talented hosts, it's people getting to engage not just with the content in comments, but to do so in person if they're able to, if they want to. It's it's just the best of what we do as a wrestling YouTube channel, fundamentally. But this maybe isn't. Somebody going, Adam Wilborn, and apparently you're Adam Cole, baby, is somebody going, Adam Wilborn, and on the other side of the room going, Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> that, call, that call and response will stick with me for a very long time. Love it. I Un- until you get something else over beyond King of the Mind. <laughs> I'm going to hear that when I wake up in the middle of the night from this jet lag for the weeks to come. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I think my personal highlight was someone shouting salty sea dog at me. So yes. Like, yes, he's over. He's over. Dogs are always over, man. <laughs> just ask Cody. It was just, I mean, like, Take away amazing stuff from meeting all the fans. Just the whole thing, the things that we went to, the things we got to be a part of, it's incredible. I, I, I know you said, you know, it's was, it was highlight of all time for you. And maybe it's recency bias, you know, who knows. But I, I thought this was the most enjoyable trip I've ever been on. And maybe it was yeah, just because it was only the four of us and we were just doing everything together and... Yeah, it, it was just, it's just nice to live with Simon Miller for a week, it basically. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I think this is my favourite work trip that I've been on. Like, the content was good, the vibe was good, like, the place was good, everything about it was good. I absolutely loved it. But, like, so you talk about, like, career highs and things. I had quite a few because I did all the Defiant stuff, obviously, mm. and, like, I got to film Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle and people like that, so there's <laughs> had quite a few career highs in that. But when we talk about, like, what culture content-wise, like, that night two of WrestleMania ups and downs is going to live with me forever. Like, it's really high up there in terms of, like, we just left a wrestling stadium, went outside and started filming, and then all of a sudden there was, like, 100 people yeah. or something around us, 150 people, God knows how many people were there, um, like, doing chants and things, and just the the atmosphere there and the mm. sort of positivity and just uh, just the love was <laughs> it's just surreal. It was absolutely incredible, and that's that's 100% going to stay with me forever. Do you know why it was better as well than, than 35? Because we could walk to a bar that's in about true, yeah. 10 minutes. Well, this is it. See, I, so obviously I missed out on that one. Um, and I haven't done the, uh, you guys did, was it Las Vegas for AW? Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah. this is my first opportunity to do one of these trips. And what I was immediately made aware of from when I spoke to you guys about New York and like most of the team went because there was obviously a lot of coverage that you could do. Mm-hmm. But that was obviously fraught with various travel issues because you pretty much have to all, if I'm right and mm-hmm. how yeah, you yeah, told yeah. me, scatter across New York. Dallas was pretty kind to us in that yeah. regard loads of things were walking distance so you could actually see the city en route to your shows 
the thing that was out in the distance, WrestleMania itself, had an entire complex of bars and restaurants and things just alongside it across a lovely waterfront and a place that we ended up recording things mm-hmm. at and stuff like that, where the atmosphere was nice because there were still fans that could go and chill after the show. Or rock bottom each other into a water fountain, you know. <laughs> all, you know, all that sort of stuff. All that sort of stuff. Um, it just, it felt, yeah, from the stuff, the stories... I've t- well, I was a little bit involved in the York one because I too was stuck outside MetLife Stadium yeah. and unable to get home with thousands of other people. I'm sure some people listening to this podcast will have had that like that nightmare memory. Thank God for two night WrestleMania. Well, indeed, yeah. none of this really occurred in Dallas. Everything no. everything felt like very I mean, Dallas felt very well equipped to be the city for this sort of event. You know, no matter how far scattered. I think me and you were born, traveled like half an hour out of town, maybe. So the Curtis Colwell Center for Ring yeah, of Honor, yeah. which did feel it's where AEW are going to be running Rampage in a couple of weeks. It did feel slightly far out. And yet we met um Stu. Help me pronounce oh. his surname as always, Phil. Merrick. Stu Merrick, if he's listening to this podcast, I hope he is. Hello, Stu, if you are. And he told us when the media scrum that Tony Khan held, he goes on quite a bit. <laughs> like affable <laughs> fella, a lot to say. Lots of from what went down, Tony. Can we wrap this up, please? Lots to say, but it's it's midnight. Um and Stu's there in the room with us, and he'd already told us that night that he'd come through from Austin, Texas, and he had a three-hour drive after this. And he, <laughs> said, and he said it so matter-of-factly that I think me and Wilbur were like, we should probably shut up about a half an hour trip back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. It was the so many surreal things to talk about. By the way, can I just check? These post-trip wrestle cultures, it is just bollocking on about the trip, isn't it? Yeah. We never actually get to the wrestling. Oh, I'm God, talking, no, yeah. It's, it's just, just indulging cool things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. We'll, That's have, we'll, have, we'll <laughs> have five <laughs> minutes before the bloody good quiz, and we'll talk <laughs> about the wrestling, talk about our favourite matches, and blah, blah, blah. But, we, yeah, it's, I think people want to hear some of the stuff we got up to. We'll tell a, a very intriguing story about our interaction with a certain WWE wrestler who will not be named in due course. Which um, may have been teased after yeah. night one of WrestleMania. Something on like that. that. podcast. Yeah. That had mm. to get interrupted because of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We filmed a Raw review on a plane. Yeah. yeah, first time I've ever recorded a podcast on a plane. Uh, another wrestler who will not be named asked for a hundred dollars for a podcast interview. <laughs> Wanted eight minutes with him. Oh, I've, I've narrowed it down now. No, you just name him. Okay. Um, <laughs> name and then shame. Let's let's talk before all that though about Wale Mania because Yay. it was just bonkers. First of all, massive thank you, obviously, to Wale to, for inviting us because yeah. it's it's preposterous. That someone like that would be like, we've got to have the what culture guys there. And we showed up and, you know, we've been told the way to do it. And Phil's dealt with stuff like this before. He's been to Wale Mania before. But it still felt weird walking up and being like, yeah, we're the guys from what culture? And then being like, oh, yeah, come through. Come into the back bit where everyone is. There's Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Away you go. What? Yeah, I love Wally Mania. It's one of my highlights of WrestleMania weekend now. Uh, it's like the third one I've been to, and mm. they've all just been s- stupid fun. It's absolutely great. If you ever get a chance to go to WrestleMania, go to Wally Mania as well, yeah. because it's just so much fun. Uh, and I want to start by giving a shout-out, not only to Wally for being so nice and like inviting us over in the first place, but to uh, Kazim Famiyad, who yes. hooked us up massively, getting us backstage and things like that. And then all the staff there that helped us out mm. in the first place. Um, but yeah, we got insane access. We were rubbing shoulders with the street profits at the very beginning of the night. Very literally, like, the green room was minuscule yeah, and we could only stand where we could stand and there was nowhere to move. Yeah, yeah. there will be a, I want to call it an interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's can't with, miss. You with have the to watch this. Profits yeah. coming up on the channel very, very soon, probably like over must this weekend, uh, which is must watch stuff. But then like from there, we were just hanging out with really, really cool people 
Uh, we've got loads of really great interviews there as well. Um, Wale pouring us tequila. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really appreciated that. Yeah, everyone was just so nice. A nice there. icebreaker at the start of the night, good, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it's such a good vibe. It's so re- it's just such a great place. So I very much recommend to check out Wally Mania, and I think that's the best one I've ever been to as well. Mm. Which goes into this trip is the best work trip ever. I with Wally Mania, and it was sort of a I don't know because it was early into the trip. It was kind of a, we'd we'd watch Dynamite in a bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that was like our our first full day was going to culminate in Wallamania, and yeah. there was obviously the potential of interviews lined up, but it was all we were going with more of a hope in our hearts yes. and a, a structured, you know, plan. Yeah, we of had what, no idea what was actually going to happen. Yeah, we, you know, it's you've been there before, Phil, and we all know it as fans as to be this this cool destination, but it, it could have gone either way in terms of a work thing. But yeah, almost instantly, it kind of like reaped rewards. We had. Um, we were side of the stage as the Street Profits were warming up to going on and Montez Ford just <laughs> broke into this awesome dance for an audience of, what, 10 of us, I yeah. guess? Yeah. Just getting himself warmed up and nice and ready and in the zone to go on stage. Street Profits are amazing once they got on there. As were a lot of the wrestlers, he seemed to be arriving um, by the minute on an almost semi-improvisational basis while they yeah. kind of let, in, let us in on the fact that like a few people were going to be coming and he was very excited about some of the people. He let us know some names, but not others. There was going to be some surprises later on in the night. There were wrestlers from both companies, which is the kind of thing that might not be the case forever. So we find ourselves in like quite a nice sweet spot mm-hmm. at the moment where there's no particular restrictions on, you know, the this AWWE thing is, yeah. is not has not yet impacted while Mania, which is for the better as well, because it's a nightclub and a club night more than it is yeah, a, yeah, more yeah. than it is a wrestling event still. On on that note as well, like some of the like people they got is absolutely ridiculous. But I also noticed that, that Kazim is putting up um the videos of the like actual live show aspect of Wally Mania mm, on wicked. his YouTube channel. So if you check out youtube.com forward slash Kazim, I think it is, or just Kazim on YouTube, you'll be able to see Oh, uh, yeah, see I mean, a bunch of the Wally Mania stuff. And that'll be a blast as well, because like, yeah. all the stuff on the stage was so fun. And I think, yeah, just the, um, a lot of, the, I think there was an element of this entire trip for everybody, unless this was just a particularly lived in experience for me because I was just constantly sentimental the whole time. There was almost everything we attended had an extra glow because it was post pandemic. The pandemic is not over. Yes. Yeah. I'm very yes. careful about the word in there because the pandemic is not over and it probably never will be. But this was the first WrestleMania where it was the living with the pandemic rather than living in spite of it. So WrestleMania had been in the performance center and then it was in the spaced out um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers stadium. And none of the wraparound events could really go on in the way they wanted to for the yeah. past two years. So WrestleCon was back for the first time. Wally Mania, I assume, was back. Maybe there was a Wally Mania last year. If it was, it would have been a scaled back one. Certainly not like this. This was everybody getting to have WrestleMania either for the first time or for the first time in at least two years. Mm. And you could feel that. And Wally Mania was, it kind of exists as an unofficial kickoff anyway because it tends to take place before the first of the GCW slash collective slash WrestleCon shows. So it's almost like a curtain raiser for the whole thing. And what better way to have a curtain raiser for a time when everybody's going to come together than everybody coming together mm. in a nightclub. Anybody that chose to, obviously, could do yeah. so there. And you could feel the energy of people. There was wrestlers that were excited to be back amongst friends that they'd not seen in years, and fans that they'd not got to spend time with in years. And Wale, I guess, as well, that you know they'd maybe not been able to see him and hang out with him. And I don't know, as a result, it sort of felt like they were keen to talk to us at length about a variety of different topics. Again, that's not me just plugging the interviews that are to come. There's some really, really enjoyable and insightful and fascinating chats, but they're also just fun because they're taking place in a nightclub while people are on nights out having a good time. It was just, like, again, unrelentingly enjoyable. There was no... Nobody felt like, even when they were doing interviews with us, and there were certain other outlets there that were getting their interviews, nobody felt like they were on the clock. 
No. Yeah. You know, every, everybody was glad to be doing it because everybody was glad to be back doing all of this. Yeah, it wasn't like a media row, was it? It was just like, can we grab you and go into this slightly quieter hallway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whilst people walk past, like whilst Phil holds up the wire, so the interview's going, so people it. can duck underneath and you're like, oh, there's Omos or whoever yeah. it may mm-hmm. be. Um, as it, MVP ducking under a cable for us. Ridiculous. <laughs> right, so it's, it's not about the rubbing shoulders. It was We reacted, reacted the same way I'm sure any wrestling fan would have, just like, Oh my god, that's <laughs> so and so. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously, it's one. This is one of them situations where it's like, well, you know, who you name or who you not might just sound like being some sort of name dropping pose a prick. Yeah, I got a photo with Cameron Grimes. Well, it's what I'm going to do right now because imagine you're at a bar and it's about four deep and you just think, oh, I have to try and get served. And then we will bond very physically and literally bump into Ricky Starks. And he's just yeah. most be- <laughs> and he's just the most beautiful man you've ever seen. And you, you can't just bump into Ricky Starks. You kind of have to be like frozen in like. Oh my word, it's Ricky Stark. But then just having a nice conversation. Again, not with an interview, not with the microphone stuffed in his face, just as we're waiting at the bar. Perfectly nice, perfectly pleasant. And then you would have those interactions separate from the interviews that, like Phil, you were lining up, like people to speak to for yeah. interviews. But in the meantime, there was an opportunity just to talk to some of the wrestlers in a way that you could, you know, they're not often allowed to be human yeah. beings <laughs> in their job. Mm. And I think, you know, them getting to do that as much as anything, I don't, I don't want to speak for any of them, but them getting to do that seemed to be as part of the buzz of being there, yeah. even if they were only kind of just stopping by or if it, it was a brief trip just to say hello to people. The vibe was was fantastic. It was wonderful. And everybody felt like they were in it together. Yeah. I'm scared to name check people, not to, to be show up, showing off because I bloody show off all the time. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous I get to do this job. I'm thinking count, count my lucky stars every day, but I'm worried I'm going to miss someone. But... Yeah, shout out to the lovely Chris Bay. Oh, amazing Chris guy. Bay was absolutely lovely. Couldn't yeah. have been nice. He was Swerve, so tired at the beginning was, of the night, yeah. but so nice when he came around. Was, yeah. Keep an eye out for one of his most recent blogs. I would recommend. Oh, if yeah. It, oh if yeah, if it appears online, he doesn't cut it out. I'm going to be really proud of that one. Yeah, <laughs> you, you went for it. Are you sure you have a chance? <laughs> you went for it. Swerve again Swerve was oh, lovely, fantastic. Daniel Garcia, Daniel fan Garcia. of the channel. Daniel Garcia. That was mad. That was mad. To hear. He used to watch us in middle school, and we're yeah. like, "Oh God, Why like, how old are we now?" To us. And I won't name, you know, not name drop. Well, we are already, but you know, <laughs> but like people coming up to us who we—it's surreal to think. Like, oh. I, lo- I love wrestlers. Yeah. Like, that, I wrestlers are my favorite people. That's like, otherwise, I wouldn't do this job, yeah. right? Wrestlers are my favorite people. They can't come up and say they like our stuff. That's the wrong way around. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I say, I love what you do. You don't then tell me that. Oh yeah, same. Like no, 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 no. You, you get back up on that pedestal. Yeah, I, like will, the, yeah. I will say on the subject of name dropping though, as as and when all these Wally Mania interviews do go up, Omos is already on the channel. Um, Good brothers. Good Brothers on the channel, uh, and there's a bunch more still to come. Guys like Swift yeah. Strickland and Daniel Garcia and RVD. Um, as they do come up, play the game of who can you spot in the background. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's also it's absolutely ridiculous. It's also nice at, at, at Wale Mania and across the weekend to bump into other wrestling YouTubers that we just don't get to see. I mean, yeah. I've never met Alex McCarthy, for example, before. Yeah. He, that's different because he's from Britain. But yeah. it's lovely to, to meet him properly and our love of, of Claudio Lugly shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but then people like, you know, Brian Zane, who we haven't seen for a few years, for example, or yeah. uh, Alex, Queen of the Ring. Mm, she was yeah. great to chat to. Yeah, yeah. It was it's just, it was so nice to be like, oh, we're all this, just this weird community of people. Yeah. It's a very supportive environment, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I felt very sort of... Um, I don't know. Like, I was a first time into a lot of these sort of things, and everybody kind of lifting everybody up. They didn't feel like there was a sense of weird competitiveness, which you no. can, which you absolutely can get in the media, especially. Yeah. Nobody was really interested in any of that. I think everybody was there for all the right reasons, and yeah, just to have a nice time. Yeah, and and part of having the nice time was 
you know, being able to witness other people doing the cool work and yeah. then like sharing the moments all together. You know, as, as sentimental and as guff and as maybe isolated and insular as this sounds compared to the people listening that just <laughs> want us to do some funny voices in prison. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's great as well because like we're from England, obviously, so mm. we don't often get a chance to go over yeah. there. And then being like a part of this big weekend when everyone descends on the one place. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like like you say, everyone getting together and me- finally meeting all these people that we see on the internet mm. all the goddamn time, but never really get to talk to. It's kind of nice to just be a part of all that. And like, There's yeah. no competition there, is there? No, no, no. We all just enjoy the same thing in, in different ways. Yeah. That's what I really appreciate. Of just like, you know, some people, when they want to be negative on social media, would be like, this is why you're crap and this person's good, or this is why... You know, you, you should be more like this. No, just people like what they like. It's the yeah. same as wrestling. It's all subjective. Um, what's the highlight of the trip for you, though, Michael Hamflet? Not Wale Mania. Not wrestlers coming up and saying they love what we do. Not Stone Cold Steve Austin. But find out they did Reese's Pieces with chips inside them. <laughs> oh, my God. I've crisps. Got crisps. Well, I've gone, you've I've been gone, in. You've been I've in America been for one baby. week. <laughs> I, if, if I don't have my drink served in a big gulp, I'm not drinking. <laughs> God, now we're back home. I'm thinking how I can cook chips. What's a brisket? <laughs> how I can cook chips into a Reese's cup? <laughs> Reese's cups with crisps, man. I'd had Reese's cups with pretzels before, and I thought you've completed it. <laughs> you have compl- like this excellent snack. You have done what America does, and you've made things better by adding more to it of the things that I like. Thanks, America. They've got a real good leg- legacy of this, by the way. They take things that I've had like dreams about because I can't cook. I can't cook for shit, but I will just. <laughs> I would like to mix snacks with other snacks and see, you know, see where this goes. Like uh, America did at a corporate level, and they package it and they sell it in the Seven Eleven. And I'm just a big fan of that. And every time I go to the country, I see a new one. I think there was like there was Dunkin' Donuts cereal. I was like, hiya, missed you. <laughs> like, pepperoni pizza combos. <laughs> like, just take two foods and think, they work together. It doesn't matter if they work, but we should definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll travel to the country once every three years and buy it. And, you know, it, I just, yeah, crisps and uh, crisps and Reese's Pieces. Uh, in Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, sorry. Uh, I get a big gulp as a little tradition every time I'm there. Because, and I can't stress this enough, this, is a, this shouldn't be a sentence. <laughs> in England... <laughs> They don't put sugary drinks in cups that big. No, they don't. They do also it. don't put that much sugar in drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Mount, Mountain Dew in America legally cannot be sold in the UK. <laughs> like, I might change because of Brexit and FDA regulations changing over here. But right now, we it's, we're not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Dr Pepper is crap. I, I don't want to discuss the ethics of that. I just want to enjoy it while I'm over. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like the, treat you like the weather. They get a bit more sun than we get. Oh yeah, they get a bit more sugar in the drinks. They get bigger buckets to drink them out of. <laughs> like the, the big eye, the big gulp was a wonderful thing. Um, I mean, you fell in love. This might be sacrilege, you know. We're jumping all over the shop here. Aye. Myself and yourself, were born, fell in love with a very particular kind of brisket sandwich. So I'm not a... This has come up on podcasts before. It used to be one of the reasons why I liked NXT over EW sometimes is because I like things dry. I'm not much of a condiments guy. It's a curse, not a blessing. I promise you. I wish I did. But they were lashing the barbecue sauce over the brisket sandwich. And I'm sure, Phil, I'm sure you had the full bifter. and I did indeed. You would have loved it for what it was. But it turns out that, I mean, Wilborn has something in common in this regard. Wilborn doesn't like sauce on his meat because it unmeets the meat. <laughs> I just want to taste the meat, baby. And I like a meat sandwich exactly as it comes. So between me and you, we're great. We've got the confidence in ourselves to both ask for something. You don't want to, you don't want to ruffle feathers no. when you're on your holidays, <laughs> do you? When you're I in did ask, are you, are you sure? Yeah, different country, different culture. You worry you might be offending somebody's sensibilities, but there's two of us. It was like, we can do this. And we ended up doing it on both nights of WrestleMania. <laughs> this was arena food. Yeah. Let's not like, let's not pretend we got this brisket. 
in some sort of rootin' tootin' cowboy bar. We did find one of them eventually. <laughs> we got this in an arena, AT&T Stadium. They were weighing it. They were weighing the meat. <laughs> Nobody was going to get ripped off because they were cutting it off the joint and putting it on scales before they put it in bread. And I reckon that scale must have read about five pounds because it was more meat than <laughs> I ever... How did we not gain weight whilst we were out? We weighed ourselves subsequently. I, we did a lot of walking. That's the only thing. We did do a lot of walking from venue to other venue. There was a lot of work obviously involved. This was a, <laughs> here's the, well, this was a work trip on all the fun we were having. Yeah. And I will point out myself and Phil Chambers went for a swim. Yeah, we you did. did I mean, go it was two yeah. minutes. It was the coldest pool I've ever been in. <laughs> I don't understand shout. how that pool was so cold. And it was 33 bit. degrees outside. Yes. That pool was freezing. And shout out to the guy who, I think we were allowed to say this now, he's, I hope we don't lose him his job. Yeah. He, he was security. He don't know the place we were staying. All the pools were locked up. And s- amazingly, he recognised us from the channel and just went, oh yeah, I'll let you in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest perk of the job of the entire week. He let you in? Are you saying that you were the fiend at WrestleMania? Because <laughs> yeah. the real one didn't turn up. Yeah, no, food is amazing. America does it. I don't want to say it does it better because I'm sure even some of our American listeners would maybe disagree with that sentiment to a point. Mm. But uh, they do it in a way that I wish we did a bit more. <laughs> they just don't. They don't give a damn. And I really, really respect that. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right. Shall we tell the story from night one? Yeah. Because yeah. night one, uh, we, uh, we've, we've talked about it a lot, obviously. We've done ups and downs. We've done what went down. We've done the review podcast. Go and check them out for more sort of detailed analysis. Night one was bloody mint. Yeah. It was yeah. brilliant, okay? 
Had some all-time of WrestleMania stuff on there. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, we, uh, I'll get to the story in a second, I promise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But quickly, Stone Cold Steve Austin, we always said was, I don't care what happens, he could come out and fart. Yeah. And then go away. As long as we get that glass smash, we're fine. A roof comes, ironically, because it was closed. <laughs> roof comes <laughs> off the AT&T when that glass shatters. Owen set it up perfectly, mm-hmm. and we'll talk Cody in a bit, I promise. Roof comes off the place. And then there's that slow moment of realisation, not just between the four of us, but between every single person in AT&T. As Owen's, I think the moment I clicked was when he went, I've tricked you, Steve. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And then you're like, right, what's this going to be? Because we've seen superstars return. The Rock is the most obvious example I think of, where they're like, we're going to do an impromptu match. And you're like, okay. And then it's like, finisher, one, two, three. Well, mm-hmm. you got your match. And then you get the referee, and you're like, oh, my God, we're going to see Stone Cold actually have a wrestling match. And then it happens, and they go to the corner, and you and I both admit this. Go to the corner, he stomps the mud holes, and you're like, oh, very good, yep. What else? You know, I've got, you know, we've got the stunner to come, but kind of, I know, I know that sounds spoiled, but what else? And then they start legitimately wrestling, and you're like, oh, my God, we're here for this. And, I, and, you know, he obviously had all the stuff with Vince on night two as well. But to be there for night one, for there for the return to the ring of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the fact we're now saying, well, he's probably going to wrestle a Saudi show, for example, yeah. is a showcase of what he managed to put on there, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. It was an incredible moment. Like, it's the level up of the pops that carried on throughout all of this because it was like started with the glass smash and obviously that's an amazing pop because everyone's like here for Austin mm. and he comes out and then it's the instant crowd control he has with everybody in that goddamn building with the what chance and the uh, give me a hell yeah and it's just the loudness just increases and increases and then the moment that bell rang the pop oh. for just a bell ringing is something I've never heard before. It was real then, wasn't it? It yeah. was actually, we all, that was the moment where you could, everyone clicked. This is actually happening. We're actually yeah. getting an Austin match and then it went on and then the moment he suplexed, uh, he got suplexed on the concrete <gasps> and you're like, he's, he's all in with this, he's yeah. actually doing this. Such a satisfying turning point that was. It like was you, not to Not to drag these people but you weren't getting one of these Undertaker things or you mm, weren't getting yeah. that one second rock match or whatever they, you weren't getting, they weren't going to half ass this. You were getting the real deal for one more night. I, I I just I can't. It's it's not so much turning the clock back because he kind of wrestled the match he was having in nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. It would be unfair to call it some sort of like legends night thing for Steve Austin. He had yeah. a he kind of had an attitude era main event yeah. via WrestleMania in twenty twenty two. Slower, but yeah. he's fifty seven. Of course, it is. <laughs> it's, it's permitted. <laughs> Owens was phenomenal, and the finish was so good. Like the tease of, oh my god, they're going to put Owens over Stone Cold in Dallas. Yeah, the kick out, and then the the chair off the rope. I watched it again yesterday with Anna Louise, and it's it. You could not, and for all for all how terrible that stunner was on night two, <laughs> night one's finish was perfection. It was just fantastic. Um. The protection of the, we talked about this, didn't we? The protection of the stunner within the match quite inspired. Kevin Owens can argue that it wasn't Steve Austin's stunner that beat him. It was himself with the steel chair. And he had a yeah. bad back. And he had a bad, and he had and a bad he back. And he did have a bad As we later found out, he was very brave not to tell us that before the match itself. Um, Owens was phenomenal here, as, as you would have expected him to be. As yeah. this is, We've joked about it a little bit, and I'm sure it's not true. I'm sure it's not as simple as this. This sort of feels like what he signed his contract for and he got what he was yeah. what he signed on for. He, yeah, he had his yeah, selling shoes on as well, like the flip off the clothesline and like yeah. rolling down the ramp and everything. He was 
doing his, his absolute damnedest to make Stone Cold look as good as possible. His, his body language and his face when yeah. he was getting driven away on the ATV. Like yeah. up the ramp, like that, that kind Even of... Even when Austin was coming out and he was like pretending like he was sleeping and yeah. stuff and it was like, that <laughs> is boring. Nothing wasted. Um, a, a tremendous main event. You're right, sorry, this is bored. This is boring on wrestling analysis. And if there's one thing I've learned about wrestle culture on my cameos, is that that's not what we're here for. It's so good. And, and I will get to the story, I promise. We're getting yeah. there. It's so teasing it and teasing it and teasing it. But we have to talk about Cody Rhodes being back in WWE, Phil, because we we report these things. And we have reported for weeks, months. You know, <laughs> he's left AEW. He's probably going to WWE. He's definitely going to WWE. The plan for WWE is for him to be the surprise opponent. We sat there for weeks going, oh, yeah, but could they bring him out on Raw? Could they bring him out on SmackDown? And I've got to hold my hands up. You know, I was one that sat there going, I'm not sure about all this. I'm not sure if this is the right strategy. It was the completely correct strategy. Yeah. When it comes to WWE, guys, just let it play out because they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> because Seth comes out, the pyro, the lights go out, and they held it for, it felt like about three minutes. Yeah. I don't know how long it actually was. Probably about 30 seconds. And then just the boom, boom. Cody's voice. And the, uh, everyone, I screamed... So I've got this clip of you and I on my on my Twitter at Adam Wilborn. I screamed and I filmed it with you, me and you, Phil, right? And then he starts coming out, and I'm so like, oh my god, ah, it's actually Cody. I nearly passed out. I nearly <laughs> passed out. Right? I had this insane head rush, and I wasn't because it was I'd st- sure if because I'd stood up or I hadn't remembered to breathe for about <laughs> two minutes, but. The fine to actually deliver it and the way they did, and then to have that match yeah. is, in WWE's own words, stupendous. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm the side was the same as you. I didn't know whether debuting him at Mania was the right call, whether they should have done it on Raw or something beforehand. Um, but yeah, that as a moment is another thing that's just gonna like stay with us mm-hmm. forever. Um, like you say, with the darkness and then the sort of the pyro, the music. The um, the gear and then the match itself, like every layer of it, where you're like, "What Cody are we gonna get?" Oh, it's Cody, and when yep. then ev- and then the match starts, and it's like, "Oh, it's still Cody." Like everything about it is, we're getting the Cody that we know and love from AEW in WWE. It's that exact same package, and then the match that he made, like, even like really early on, he did the little Stardust gimmick, yeah, uh, and like from then on, just the teases of the pedigrees and like everything that went into that match was just perfect for what it needed to be. Like, I think, well, he said that Austin told him afterwards that that was exactly the match that you needed to have. Mm. And it 100% was. And it it was an incredible debut. And then you go on to the Raw after WrestleMania as well, and obviously Cody opens the show there. And then we get the Cody promo. And it's another layer of, oh, my God, this is exactly the same Cody because it's such a Cody promo, such a Cody promo. (laughs) Um, and then his intentions of winning the world title, it's like, they're going all in with this. And then you find out that he's got a bus and everything. It's like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's done the right deal for himself here. <laughs> in both cases, you know, Austin and Cody, they're going to be compared and they're, gonna be, they're both going to be remembered probably equally from this WrestleMania because of what, you know, they both, Austin meant something to this show, but Cody's return means a lot more to wrestling at large yeah. right now. But a rare case of giving WWE, fittingly for their company initials, two massive Ws, two yeah. huge ones. Steve Austin presentation was absolutely perfect. The it was awkward to build with it being so vague, and I think it was, you know, I think there was something where you could oh, the, this half in half out promotion. If only they could have actually secured something. It turns out they nailed it because of how perfect it played out on the night. Yeah, you would have been satisfied with, broadly speaking, you would have been satisfied with a, a quick stunner, beer bath, and out you go in a brawl, which I think is what people had 
kind of allowed themselves to expect. People had almost given up on the idea of the match match. It was going to be like, they're going to have a street fight. There's not going to be a referee down there. Austin's going to batter him for a bit, and then Kevin Owens is going to run, and it's going to be a moral victory, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Maybe a bit more than what he would do in a Raw reunion, but not much more. So you get the match, and you just feel like, feels extra when, in effect, they were able to promise a bit of it, but mm -hmm. not all of it. Cody... It, like this has probably not been mentioned as much now because it feels a million years ago. But in the week, as one last ditch, it's not Cody, there was leaks of Shane McMahon being in Dallas and the deal falling apart. Yeah. Now, I would assume both of those things to be, maybe the Shane thing was true, I suppose, but the Cody thing to have been completely false. Mm -hmm. We would try to remain suspicious of it and keep yeah. it in arm's length. But nonetheless, the story was out there and we know that like wrestling's news media can work in that way. It's the exact same thing with the CM Punk T's. You knew it was CM Punk. They just couldn't say outright, and that helped your excitement. It was, uh, the, it was an identical explosion of surprise and joy at what you expected with Punk, and that kind of happened with Cody by the end because of that last minute tease. And to back that up a little bit with some objective evidence, we were there for the Ring of Honor. Myself and Will Bond were there for the Ring of Honor pre-show, where just before it kicked off, Tony Khan appeared on the stage and said, "Thanks for coming out tonight. We've got a cool buy-in for you. There's some extra matches been added." and then enjoy the show. And I don't know if you've seen me tweet about this, but stick around till the end. His words were something like, if you don't stay around till the very, very end, it'll be a regret you never forget. And obviously the end result was the cool Samoa Joe return. We tweeted that out with the picture of Tony Khan on the stage. It was getting a little bit of traction. And everybody, everybody was saying, where's well, Cody? Mm -hmm. it, he's, he's got Cody and it's not for AEW. It's going to be for Ring of Honor. That's, that's the twist in this tale. And... All of that was whipped up based on this idea that there'd been some contract snafu with Cody, which we now know probably to be complete bollocks, but a really fun bit of bollocks yeah. to drop out there on the last day. As late as Friday, people were thinking, well, Cody in Ring of Honor makes more sense than Cody in WWE. And then look at what we got on Saturday, this guy being presented exactly as was in WWE. So within 24 hours, people were still assuming, nah, it can't be, it just can't be. And then it was. Yeah. So I think it's like just to add one more point on this, it's really weird for WWE to do both of these things because they kind of they created two incredible moments, but at the expense of probably selling a few tickets. Like if they'd done mm -hmm. more with both yeah, of these things yeah. on Raw and SmackDown, they probably could have got rid of quite a few more tickets for yep. the big shows if they'd actually told us exactly what we were gonna get. But then you wouldn't have had those two incredible moments on WrestleMania. Yeah. So it's a really weird like mixed that they haven't gone the just sell tickets route and they've gone for the actual incredible moments route. Mm. So let's tell the story. So that's all happened. That's night one. We go outside, we do some mad filming with all the great fans. And then we're sat in this bar mm. and uh, we're, film, we're recording our review of night one. And again, a WWE wrestler who shall not be named, <laughs> probably for, the more so for their sake than for yeah. ours, uh, messages us about coming for a drink with him uh, at their hotel. Yeah. And <laughs> it was this hilarious thing of, you know, we've had all these interactions. So we think like, well, we, we're pretty good at, you know, chatting to wrestlers at this point. We've had a few days of it. And we all melted down. You did said the great best thing about this, Phil, into boys who don't know how to message a girl. <laughs> <laughs> all sat around asking school. each other exactly how Do to we, word a text. Does that sound weird? <laughs> Do I put an emoji on is there? That, is that too needy? Is that too pushy? Like... Does that, sound like, does that sound like Two we don't want to come? No yeah. <laughs> um, and then it we pulled it off. Somehow we dated a wrestler. <laughs> and it transpires, like not to not to sort of 
lie or add any, like build the part here because I'm not. <laughs> you can call me on it, feel free if you're not. Yeah. It wasn't meeting a wrestler for a pint. We were at the post-WrestleMania party. Yeah. yeah. The fabled post I mean, there's two of them now, obviously, and <laughs> I would dare say the bigger one might be on the Sunday when yeah. everybody's over the line. But the fabled post-WrestleMania party that typically takes place in a hotel or the wrestler hotel, which certainly appeared to be the case from plenty of the other faces yep. we saw there, we were in the room. And the, the irony of a story like this is that you then expect multiple stories to spin off. But I've learned with this experience that the way to enjoy a night like that is to just enjoy a night like that. You don't go around. Like we'd come straight from, I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt with Kevin Nash's face on it. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly in there playing it cool. Oh, yeah. Hi guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this just, just my teaser shirt. <laughs> like, but you can talk to anybody in that room. It's, you know, it's a free country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just have a beer and talk to people and relax into it once you've suppressed the inner squealing fan. Right. We are, we are, we are <laughs> that, right? That wasn't just me. Yeah, the, this, was the, this was the WrestleMania post-show talent and staff party, and we were very privileged to be a part of it. And I don't know, that'll, that'll stick with me. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, just be, that sentence, for all it was, again, like, not even if there was, even if we'd seen somebody throwing TVs out of windows or something like that, we probably wouldn't talk about it. It was a very nice affair mm. like people were just having a nice time yeah. like, I, I, it's not scandal laden or anything like that but the mere idea of being in that room is something that i just don't think i would have like we talk about bucket list items and your bingo card yeah it's not on it because why would you bother <laughs> in the first place? Why, you're not we're not playing that game of bingo we're in a different bingo hall but yeah, it was uh, it was so surreal. Yeah, absolutely. I think like we had a moment at the beginning of it where like oh, I need to buy a drink so I know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until you kind of get is like until you kind of settled into the room. The a young dating thing because yeah. it's like going on the dance floor, isn't it? And thinking I need a comfort beer. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it definitely brought out that sort of inner Mark child in all of us. I think until we actually settled in, and we're like, ah, oh, this is absolutely fine. And then like the wrestler that we went to see was really nice oh. um, and like you got bought a drink I went to the loo at completely the wrong time yeah sorry about that you <laughs> kindly bought me a beer while you two got to the toilet <laughs> uh, can I name one wrestler who unrelated to uh, like our friend I guess on the night but something maybe the great missed opportunity of like tr- an, an opportunity we couldn't have taken let's be honest yes this is this is a fair one isn't it um, he'd, he'd wrestle that week we'd seen him wrestle that day mm-hmm. in fact um, I would probably go as far as I said, I think I'm going out on a limb here. He was probably the most handsome man in the room, actually. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. He used to go by, uh, well, I don't know. Anyway, he's called he's Gunther. <laughs> Gunther from WWE. Um, just such a great, really, really nicely defined jaw. Great facial features. <laughs> I never noticed this before, really, until I was up close. And he, he was there having a, having a drink and stuff. And we didn't interact with him. As, yeah. as it happened, he wasn't there for very long, and then he was he was away, and we were sort of staying later. And I think we all had that moment where it was like, there's an opportunity to do this. Why did man mean here? Yeah. And it just, that opportunity did sadly pass us by. It did. But I think, had I asked the question, he might have been personally insulted the second he got <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, mate. Um, people sort of think it's like looking in a mirror. And he's like, you. <laughs> and then I'd immediately have to cuff my chop, like you wanted to just said Ric Flair. I'd have to put, like, put my hands on my chest, just like, you're going kill- to kill me now, aren't you? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that was... A great missed opportunity, yeah. but one I would have never been brave enough to take in the first place. At least we can confirm now we have actually seen you two in the same room. Together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good yeah. point. <laughs> we can kill all the rumours right now. Very good point. Um, we'll get to the bloody good quiz in a minute. 
Let's talk quickly about the man who helped me with the song for this this podcast, Pat McAfee. <laughs> We've already discussed this on, on numerous occasions, but I'm going to mention it again. Could Pat McAfee become world champion? He should be. It'd be gross negligence if he didn't. Yeah. Creative negligence indeed. Um, we see all the time now, wrestlers, if you think about 2018 with Ronda Rousey, if you think about 2021 with Bad Bunny, and if you think about one night earlier with Logan Paul, celebrities with any kind of athletic nouse are increasingly becoming more vital to these shows because WWE is not so great at making stars anymore. Yeah. So it's almost like when you drop a star in, it's not like the old days of just pandering to a wrestler to say anything about the product whilst hawking their album or selling their film or whatever. It's not that now. It's people that want to be involved in the physical aspect of it. And WWE's doors have never been flung as wide open, as we've just described by letting us miscreants in. <laughs> but like, yeah, so you get a Logan Paul. He's not strictly from an athletic background, but he's done boxing and he's got this athletic thing and he can apply himself to it just like Bad Bunny did, just like Ronda Rousey did from UFC before she became excellent at all of this. Pat McAfee is the latest in that long list, but he's already in the company. He's there every week at the desk on SmackDown, so this feels different. This feels like a guy that is at least appearing for the TV taping and could... We kind of talked ourselves into thinking he'd be an amazing Money in the Bank briefcase holder because yeah. if he sat there with it on the desk every week, it would be there as this... You know, like a, a kind of uh, just a tease on any given week without needing to say a word. Any time yeah. the champion is laid out, the commentator is right there. It's not somebody rushing down. It's somebody stepping away from the broadcast booth and, and cashing in there and then, you know. Um, so he, I think, has to win it, even if it's just for a short burst, even if it's just for a WrestleMania rematch or a WrestleMania match where he wins it and then doesn't have it for very, very long because I think his star quality at this point is undeniable. 70,000 people or 65 shoot will tell you, 65,000 pain customers will tell you very quickly if they receive you as a star or not. And there were points where it felt like they were receiving him as the star. Yeah, absolutely. Me and Miller were at the SmackDown before mm. WrestleMania, unfortunately, because you guys went to Ring of Honor. <laughs> um, and he was the most over guy on that entire card. Like, right. bar none. It was ridiculous. I think I tweeted out at the time, like, holy balls. Like, he is incredibly over. Um, and then that was absolutely nothing compared to what happened at WrestleMania and the 75,000 people singing um, Seven Nation Army. Mm. Um, it was incredible, and the guy is so incredibly over and likes, and he puts the time and he puts the effort into actually doing this stuff. <laughs> mm. I, I think he could have a great one in WWE if that's actually what he wants to do, and why the hell not jump on it right now while his popularity is at a, a massive high? He's so much more over than... So many WWE guys at the minute, like, capitalise on that right now. Uh, before we get to the quiz, your matches of the weekend or match of the weekend? Uh, probably Cody, yeah. just for the moment of it all. Mm. Um, other than that, probably Becky versus Bianca. Yeah, we haven't had really time to really run through a lot, but it was that was uh, trending towards the match of the night until Cody came out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I miss Ring of Honor show, so I assume you guys will may have something from that. At least. <laughs> that, that was it. That was something. I think Becky and Bianca was the best match of WrestleMania. I think it was better than Seth and Cody. Um, and I think they had a harder job than Seth and Cody because Seth and Cody had the benefit of it being Seth and Cody. Yeah. yeah. Like they had this magic, you know, the lightning in the bottle. Sidgwick made a great point. It didn't feel like much was happening in the first few minutes it's because I think a lot of people were just trying to adjust their eyes to it. Yeah. So they only really kicked it into a gear when they felt that everybody was involved in the match rather mm -hmm. than involved in the moment. So that was really inspired. But Becky and Bianca had a, a story that at times has not been told that well. 
to sell. And they had to use their incredible star quality. And they were given great entrances. The big fight feel was there. Yeah. And it was real. And all they got all of that sort of measured perfectly. Match was physical. It was had elements of danger. And it had the satisfying outcome. So I think that was the best match of WrestleMania. The best match of the weekend was FTR versus the Briscoes. I kind of I think of a better way to describe, especially with you two in the room, I kind of think of a better way to describe the atmosphere for this than NXT TakeOver New York level in a way that I wasn't sure I'd ever feel again. And this was before they'd locked up. This was before the ring bell. It was a war zone. There were people chanting for FTR and the Briscoes, so the room immediately divided up into people who were very, very partisan. In fact, I think me and you were split either side yeah. of that line, if I'm not mistaken. The banging on the chairs, the screaming yourself hoarse, I would compare it to being at the football and scoring, your team scoring a last-minute winner. I would compare it to the hottest wrestling show you've ever been for ever been to and it's not just a pop at an entrance or a pop at like one spot it is a series of graduating reactions of noises of screaming and they're not a really lock up <laughs> not really pops as such it's 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 a roar it was a noise it was a it was a feeling and it was a vibe and it was a vibe like you wanted the vibe in the building as a fan contributing to all of this to be as dangerous as it felt in the ring so it was like in our all in our heads we were swinging for each other as the wrestlers were so if you were an FTR guy, you were kind of swinging for the Briscoes guy next to you and vice versa <laughs> by screaming yourself hoarse, supporting the teams. The match was exceptional. The match was of a God-tier elite level, but the atmosphere elevated it beyond the norm. of a, of a. We saw a lot of great wrestling over the yeah. weekend, but that's kind of what crowds do, don't they? We, mm. we, we learned that the hard way in the pandemic. Crowds elevate the excellent to the special, and you knew when you were in it that FTR and Briscoes was special. The best tag team match I've ever witnessed. Right, yeah. Without question that. Um, but not the best match of the weekend. Okay. The best match of the weekend was... Danny Maxwell. Oh, cl- <laughs> oh that's a good shout, you know. That was bloody fun, that. I'll not hear a bad word against that match. We had so much fun with that. The, the Wee Man spot, obviously, had... I think you made the Hulk Andre comparison before Twitter did. <laughs> the Wee Man power slam. It was... Winning the North American Championship. My favourite bit was, uh, and I've got to be alive me now, I can't remember if it was a Cameron Grimes or a Tony D'Angelo thing, but someone came up to me at the uh, Stand and Deliver show, which is actually really enjoyable. Yeah, I should day. point that out. A fun, we mor- a fun like, morning at the wrestling. Yeah, we were all coming <laughs> and ahhing about whether we're going to go WrestleCon or do that or do whatever, and we're like, yeah, let's go, let's go Stand and Deliver. And I, I think we made the right call. I yeah. think it was a really enjoyable show. You know, it's, it wasn't phenomenal across the board, but it did exactly what it said on the tin, to quote Ron Seal. I think that's what we got from, from NXT. Stand and Deliver. And... Uh, yeah, someone came up to me and said, oh, I thought it was you. I wasn't sure until, and I, it was in, in, in my head now, it's all merged into one. It was either until Cameron Grimes or until Tony D'Angelo came out. I clearly was just stood up in, the, you know, there's, there's, there's fans from all over the world going, who the bloody hell is this? Schmucks, get up, show some respect for Tony D'Angelo. Or Cameron Grimes, because I'd hoped, I'd, I'd pitched this for a long old time, Cameron Grimes getting that, um, getting that title. I, I didn't necessarily mention... Poor Grayson Bloody Waller mm. and his arm. Oh, my God. It was sickening, that bump. Uh, and I do feel bad for Carmelo Hayes because I think he's been a great North American champion. But the joy that I felt when he reached up and grabbed that and all the emotion that they brought into this story mm-hmm. I thought was great. Uh, actually, I'll probably give it, we'll give it to FTR and the Briscoes. But <laughs> close second. Cameron Grimes was great, wasn't he? He was, he was good. He was really good. There were some excellent individual performances across Stand and Deliver, I think is the best way to say it. 
Um, Tommaso Ciampa was one of them, carrying Tony D'Angelo to his best match so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my memory of that will always be the thank you Champa chance being brushed aside by the colleague to my right, who I did catch on camera, it's on my Twitter, it's on the What Culture Twitter, where you can just see him stood up as people very earnestly bid farewell to Tommaso Ciampa. Get a schmuck out of here! Hey, Tony, get the schmuck out of here! Triple H was there too. Anyway, <laughs> it was I. Uh, it was um, it was an experience to see 2.0 because the NXT chants don't feel right. Like yeah. there's a there's a cadence of the NXT chants that feels like it belongs of a prior era, and they really should have changed the letters because 2.0 is a different thing now. Um, but yeah, uh, we we <laughs> we didn't when advertised for the ticket for the main event. We would we were like we'd paid we I say paid to see we'd obviously gone to see we didn't see what we'd all imagined we would, which was Braun Breaker <laughs> defeating Dolph Ziggler in the long-awaited uh, rematch for the NXT title. We did see it unannounced on Monday Night Raw. So as long as you went to that show, having no clue that it was going to happen, you got your Braun Breaker moment. That was weird. Um, just before we move on as well, I just wanted to give, like, just talk about one moment uh, at the SmackDown. Not anything to do with SmackDown, because that was <laughs> not a good show. Yeah. Uh, but after SmackDown was obviously Hall of Fame. Like, between them, me and Miller, we were only now about staying for the Hall of Fame because we wanted to make sure we got the content done mm-hmm. afterwards. But when we saw it, like, not a soul left that building after SmackDown. Like, everyone was there for uh, The Undertaker at the Hall of mm-hmm. Fame, basically. So we, we snuck out into a little corridor in the arena because we didn't want to get kicked out for filming. And we filmed what went down dead quickly. And we went back it's into weird, the Hall like of Fame. It's weird, it's like whispered. I've never seen Miller be so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and we went back into the Hall of Fame and the Undertaker's entrance during the Hall of Fame. Holy cow. That is one of the most incredible crowd reactions I've ever been a part of. It was this insane, like, six, seven-minute sustained thing mm. where all he did was stand in the ring and cry a little bit and the crowd just goes up and then like came back down again and then he just turn and the crowd would go <laughs> absolutely mad again and just the levels of it like everyone in that building like Texas bloody loves The Undertaker we saw it at the <laughs> uh, at, uh, WrestleMania nights as well when he came out both nights somewhere but don't quite know why I um, didn't I didn't well yeah you did both nights <laughs> but, the reaction, yeah, brisket. <laughs> but, the, but the reaction to him both nights there was incredible but this was just it was something else in terms of crowd reaction and it just makes me Sad, in a way, not for The Undertaker, because that was an incredible moment, mm. but they put on a SmackDown <laughs> that was so not written for that crowd. <laughs> like, that was the level that that crowd could get to. Absolutely incredible, like, God-tier wrestling crowd level. And they gave them a SmackDown that didn't have Roman, didn't have Brock, didn't have Ronda, and had a bunch of matches that we'd seen before. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Why aren't you booking for like these people? You got, like, one people? nice ricochet finish, didn't you? That was yeah, your, that was your lot, pretty and that much. that was about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, that Undertaker moment, holy cow, that's going to stay with me forever because it's like mm. just the sheer reaction and the scale of it and the noise and the emotion, absolutely incredible. Let me ask you as a question, veterans of these trips by comparison to me, what were your favorite like non-wrestling moments? So being able to be in Dallas for the first time or for mm. the, like the filming experiences or anything, like what was beyond actually stuff we did at the shows? What sticks out? Um, it's meeting the fans. Meeting the fans. I said cheat because I want to say meeting the fans mm. again. Yeah, because that was ridiculous. In ter- in terms of just, I really just enjoyed the four of us hanging out. I know, I know, <laughs> yeah, that's really, really nice. Just really nice. Just you know, because we don't get to spend time with Miller. Miller works. No, definitely not, not yeah. up here. And uh, yeah, it's just it was nice. Yet again, I've said this a million times. To just be reminded of like, oh, this is not him being on for the cameras. This is just this is just him. Um. I t- my, my brain is also just saying brisket, so <laughs> brisket. <laughs> brisket, brisket. 
No, I think that's, I'd like I'd like to build on that really lovely sentiment of like the you know great times with your colleagues. Um, not me. Mine was uh, throwing a beanbag in a hole from the line. <laughs> <laughs> about a hundred foot, hundred foot in the pitch black, and then doing a lap of honour around a fountain. Yeah, fair. I mean, for me, as lovely as it was hanging out with the four of you in Dallas, going <laughs> to WrestleMania and all these cool things, and that, like I mentioned earlier, the ups and downs of tonight too, absolutely incredible. Uh, but I am now officially tag team champions with Scotty yes! Two Party and in Too Cool, so you ain't topping that, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. It was good all one. That and also, we've already mentioned it, but the moment where we're in the green room, I think we'd already interviewed the Good Brothers by this point. Yeah. Mm. We sat with Queen in the Ring, we're just chatting. And this little head pops his head, this guy pops his head around the corner and asks if anyone's using the toilet. And we, we all go, that's Cameron Grant. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, don't want to get him in trouble uh, with WWE, anything like that. And so we just go, I just go, okay, like, you just, I'm waiting outside of the toilet going, it's going to come out, it's going to come out, it's going to come out. And he comes out and I go, Mr. Grimes, sir, <laughs> come away, please. Accosting Cameron the, Grimes the moment he comes out of a toilet. And <laughs> shit, you're under. I don't care if you wash them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and everyone said this, as having seen the photo all over social media. I think my face accurately portrays how excited <laughs> yeah. I was. I was this a, isn't me like, okay, what, what pose are we doing? Yeah, I'm oh, doing a too sweet. Okay, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, it's Cameron Grimes. One last shout out for just how cool and awesome people we are now as well. <laughs> we officially go to parties that hand out free sneakers. Yes. We're, yeah. we're one of those people now. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily to us. No, but they were there and we <laughs> took them. <laughs> Hand out is a stretch. But yeah. Look, there was a pile of them and we took some, so yeah. I'm taking it. Correct, I'm going yeah. to take that win. So the nicest trainers I own. They, <laughs> they don't, if I'm honest, fit perfectly. But I'm going <laughs> to make it work. <laughs> anyway, uh, let us know your thoughts uh, regarding WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania week, basically. Uh, your thoughts on everything that went down on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. But enough of all this, it's now time for a good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Official Deno. If you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, uh, all you need to do is leave us a five-star review on iTunes, just like Official Deno, who writes, One star, god-awful podcast filled with grown men crying because WWE killed their tin pot promotion. Do not listen. <laughs> Actually, you know what, bollocks. It's not brought to you by Official Deno. It is brought to you by the brilliant Andrew O'Hara, who's written us a quiz before, and he's written another one, and he sent it to us about five hours after we recorded our WrestleMania uh, preview wrestle culture because we had to get a lot of stuff done in advance and I felt awful and uh, didn't have to write a quiz this week. So, <laughs> yeah, a little from column A, a little from column B. Uh, Andrew writes, hope you enjoy. Have a great WrestleMania weekend. Cheers. Cheers to you, uh, Andrew. Um, so we'll conclude our WrestleMania review with 10 questions all about WrestleMania. As always, uh, shout your name. Wait for me to come to you. Multiple choice. But most of all, guys, it's just for fun. And I will point out this was, this was written before WrestleMania, so don't get confused about any potential answers here. Okay. okay. Are and we both ready? Winner gets to go to next year's WrestleMania. Exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, okay. uh, are we both ready? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Question number one. Who is the oldest wrestler to compete at WrestleMania? Is it A? Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 26. Is it B, Lord Littlebrook at WrestleMania 3? Is it C, the fabulous Moolah at WrestleMania 2? Or is it D, Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24? I'm, I'm going to go with Vince at WrestleMania 26. I'm going to go with 
uh, A B C D E Vince at WrestleMania 28. <laughs> Yay! It was Vince. Yeah. It was Vince, and it still it's is still Vince. Vince yeah. <laughs> Just a lot. How old is he now? God knows. Seventy something. Isn't he? I think he's seventy-five. Time. Seventy-seven. Maybe he's twelve years apart from that Brett match, and that Brett match was kind of a disaster. Twelve years. <laughs> he thought, fancy another. Fancy another <laughs> exactly. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Question number two. Uh, combined, how many total pinning attempts were there during the 14 minutes and 35 seconds Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat match at WrestleMania 3? Is it A, 17, B, 20, C, 22, or D, 28? And a reminder, I didn't write this quiz. <laughs> 22. Yay! What? Pin I've attempt. got a feeling I'm going to lose this <laughs> quiz. That is, there's a lot of luck there, but I feel like I've wrote about that in the last few weeks uh, on the road to WrestleMania. I think that's a bit of a cheat. A pin attempt every 39.78 seconds. <laughs> okay. Wrestling's about winning matches. And more people <laughs> should remember that. Question three. Which WrestleMania had the first cinematic match, a match primarily held at an alternative location? Is it A, WrestleMania 10, B, WrestleMania 12, C, WrestleMania 22. Pamphlet. WrestleMania yeah. 12. Yeah. Piper and Gold. Yeah. Yay! The Hollywood Backlot Brawl. It was indeed. Yeah, uh, he with the car. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mess about with that, did they? Either? No, the baseball bat shots were wicked. Uh, okay, question number five. What was unique about WrestleMania 16, WrestleMania 2000? Is it A, it's the first WrestleMania to end with a heel as the world champion? Is it B, the only singles match was a cat fight between Terry Runnels and the cat? Is it C, the video release was banned in Ireland for being too violent? Or is it D, all of the Pump above? Phil. <laughs> Who was that? Was that me? I think it was you. D. All of the above. I didn't know the Ireland one. I didn't know that one. I, I knew the other I didn't two. Know the I Ireland one. thought there had to be an yeah. all of the above coming, otherwise I was going to be one of them... I think you'll find it's actually A and B. <laughs> uh, okay, question five. What was the impetus for the feud between Edge and Booker T that led to their match at WrestleMania 18? Is it A, Booker T kept mispronouncing Canada as Canadier and WrestleMania <laughs> was being held in Edge's hometown of Toronto, Ontario, Canada? Is it B, Edge was hired for a Japanese sh shampoo commercial? And well, I'll just get it out of the way, that one. I want the other option. I know, I, wanted to, I was going to wait for the other options. Got I want the points, it, damn yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Respe I respect the hustle effort. Yay! It, it was. Uh, the other options uh, uh, were Booker T made fun of Edge's kazoo playing prowess, or Edge continually referred to the Spinneroni by random Chef Boyardee pasta names like beefaroni, cheese, ravioli, etc. <laughs> Funny thing there is, all of the other three would have been a better story. Yeah. <laughs> it was the sign, wasn't there? They are fighting over shampoos. They are fighting yeah. over shampoos. <laughs> what was your favourite sign at WrestleMania 38, actually? <laughs> <laughs> I can do the time. I'll remember the time. You, you got this one down? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Good one. They were fighting over shampoo. Keeps it simple. Keeps it about a storyline. And in this case, keeps it about Edge. Front row, by the aisle, Edge is <laughs> 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 Don't make him like that anymore. Don't make him like that anymore. Those, one, those ones, I was like, you know, you just get there and you go, how on earth have they got that sign in there? And then I was like, wow, that's re like really obvious as well. <laughs> uh, what was that? Is that question five, I think? I've got all confused here. Yeah, I think so. 4-1 to, uh, to Hamflet. Okay. Uh, question six. During the time when both the WWE and World Heavyweight Championships were defended separately, 
What was the only WrestleMania in which both titles changed hands? Is it A, WrestleMania 20, B, WrestleMania 21, or C, WrestleMania 20? Pamphlet. 21. Can you name them? Yes. Uh, Cena over JBL and Batista over Triple H. Yay! Would you care to give a quick rating of both of those matches? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> one because it was too short and nothing happened, and the other because it was too goddamn long and too much happened. Can you guess which one was which? I, I will never forget the night that me and uh, Nicholas went for a few drinks, had a bit too much to drink, and we went and sort of got, got pizza, went back to his house. And we were like, should we watch WrestleMania 21? <laughs> put it on. Like you've got, random, that Yeah, one. you've got <laughs> Kurt versus Sean, which oh, is yeah, just, great. just a great rewatch. First Money in the Bank is amazing. Yeah, First Money in the yeah. Bank. And then we're like, Cena, JBL, I don't remember that really. There's a reason why I deleted that from my memory. This is awful. It's <laughs> <laughs> an awful match with about five moves in it. Like, Cena hasn't developed the five moves of Doom because he hasn't really got a definitive set of offense. JBL does, and that's a lariat. Yeah. And that's uh, what he's going to go for. <laughs> lots of resting. Attempts to close on from hell. Misses the close line from hell. F you, and that's your lot, isn't it? Basically, yeah. I wouldn't have minded that level of brevity in the main event. Triple H going out of his way to gas Batista. It was a bit like, oh, pass. Okay, question seven. What is the fastest title change in WrestleMania history? Is it Sheamus defeating Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 28 for the World Heavyweight Championship? Is it Hulk Hogan defeating Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9 for the WWF Championship? Is it Kane defeating Chavo Guerrero at WrestleMania 24? Bill, that one, I think. Yay! Yay. Very well here, gentlemen. It was 11 seconds. I couldn't seconds. remember what it was, but I know I'd know it if I heard it. <laughs> I want to take this opportunity, by the way, rarely do this on a podcast, to thank Tony Khan for at long last finding <laughs> the perfect way to book Chavo Guerrero, which <laughs> is that the wrestler he manages is hates him and tells him to leave. <laughs> only just, he's only just starting, like, not like, oh, God, fed up with you doing this all the time. Yeah. You've First just, night together. <laughs> you've just joined me to, ju- to set me up against the, with Jonathan Gresham for the, like, who's going to be the proper, undisputed <laughs> Ring of Honor world champion. And he's already a bit like... Oh, yeah, Bandido didn't want to cheat, did he? He just wanted yeah. to, yeah. Swings the belt at him. He's like, piss off you. <laughs> the, the referee doing the, you're out of here. That was the first time that he was instructed to do that by the wrestler he was managing. <laughs> Incredible scenes. Every, everybody, everybody felt it. Everybody related. Yeah. Get out of here, Chavo. <laughs> uh, that was question seven, wasn't it? Yeah, Kane defeated Chavo Guerrero in 11 seconds. Uh, Sheamus defeated Daniel Bryan, of course, in 18 seconds. Hulk Hogan defeated Yokozuna in 22 seconds. The other one... JBL's retirement match. Oh, Rey Mysterio, yeah. WrestleMania 25, Intercontinental Championship. Uh, okay. What's that question? Mm-hmm. Eight we're on now. I think five, two, I think. Yeah. Something like so there's still a chance. Uh, question 11. Again, written before WrestleMania, this, so don't get confused. Uh, I don't know why you would, actually, because none of the people. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long week. Uh, the Undertaker has the most WrestleMania matches with 27. He also happens to be the only one in the top six with a winning record with 25 wins and two losses. Who is currently number two on the list of most matches? Is it A, Kane, B, Shawn Michaels, C, Triple H, or D, The Big Show? Phil, why not? I'm going to say Triple H just for the sake of Triple H. Yeah. Here it is. If in doubt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 23 matches with a record of 10 and 13. He's very selfless, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's Constantly what, putting people over. That's what it is. Not Sting, but you know, 
That's the only thing we need to talk about when it comes to Triple H's WrestleMania matches is how often he loses. Yeah. And that's the main thing. It's not how long it takes him to get there. <laughs> it's that he loses. And like, yeah, yeah, yes, all right. So he lost to Brock Lesnar on two in, like two inferior pay-per-views and he beat him at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was 2-1. Two, one. Two, yeah, one right. There was a the whole bucket two yeah. thing in there. When you think about Triple H versus Brock Lesnar, you don't... Why would anybody think of a WrestleMania match? <laughs> he had a cage match at Extreme Rules. Brock won 2 1. Remember when he was like, I think that's going to be it, guys. I think I'm going to leave now. And yeah. they were like, No, you're not. We'll see you in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> is it SummerSlam? Now? Yeah. yeah. That was it. He was trying to do the tearful goodbye. And no, nobody did it. Nobody, nobody <laughs> gave him the standing over. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> uh, right. What's that question? What question? I'm all over the place here. Question 9. Is next? Question 9. Question nine okay. Question 9. Ooh, okay. He's got a few to choose from here because Andrew's written a, a really good quiz. Okay. Oh, that's a great question. Other than The Undertaker, who is the only superstar to have six victories in their first six wrestle? Edge. No, dear, that's wrong. Ooh. Okay. Edge, <laughs> don't blame me. Edge is shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I would have said I Edge was too. Seven well, I thought he was too. I thought it was six or six and a half, seven or over before yeah. they ah, exactly. yeah, it in money in the down. bank, perhaps. But no, somebody must have done it first. They lost the money in the bank match, so yeah, yeah. maybe uh, they counted it as a singles. Uh, and he's six match at WrestleMania twenty three. Please, Hulk Hogan, oh, damn it. Ultimate Warrior, Edge, or Seth Rollins. Hogan won at one, one at two, one at three, lost at four. Oh, I see what he's done here. This is so very clever. Options? Hogan, Warrior, Edge, or Seth Rollins. Warrior four five. Or he lost a five out. Edge was the other option, and it's Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. Process elimination, Seth Rollins. Yay! Six and one at his first six WrestleManias. He lost to Randy Orton, but he won later on in the night by cashing in money in the bank. Very smart. That puts That's in front a of, really good in front of Edge. Uh, six and one first WrestleMania. Lost to WrestleMania. Re, lost to Randy Orton at WrestleMania 31. Cashed in the bank, money in the bank, and won later in the night. Defeated. Brock Lesnar for his sixth win at WrestleMania 35 before losing to Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 36. Well, there you go. Add it to a list, guys. Like that, <laughs> like that a lot. Okay, uh, final question. Not including the first WrestleMania, how many performers have been in the main event of their first WrestleMania? Is it A, 6, B, 7, C, 8, or D, 9? And I have got them written down just for a bit of fun if we want to try and get them named together. Phil, why not take a punt? Seven. Yay! Oh, good punting. And that good was punting. the bonus quadruple points question. Oh, Phil James, no. you're going to WrestleMania 39! <laughs> Can we name them? Right. Brock Lesnar. Correct. Ronda Rousey. Incorrect. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I, don't, I read this question and thought, oh, I've got this. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Ronda Rousey, and then looked, looked and went, oh, no, not Ronda, yeah. Ronda Rousey. King Kong Monday. Incorrect. Not including two, at, I don't think. He wrestled at WrestleMania 1. Uh, sorry, sorry, not yeah, one, yeah, sorry. A lot more. There's only one recent one. Yeah. There's only one recent one, is there? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter is correct. Sid Justice. Sid Justice, look at this. Yokozuna. Correct. Oh, you got uh, like three to get? No. Uh, Lawrence Taylor. Yes. Uh, 
Mike Tyson count as the enforcer? No, not, not down here. Uh, now it's getting tricky. Ah, no, that wouldn't work. I was going to say the big show, but that wouldn't work. Moving into the... He's like, he's like an encyclopedia, know, isn't he? Right? He's just scanning through his... Said Brock Lesnar and from I 19. I thought I had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> can't be Kurt. Can't be anyone that's winning. Can't be... Um, no, it can't be Batista. Nope. It's, it's l- earlier and later than that. Oh, no, what? There's an early one Later. So you got so far, Sergeant Slaughter. Seven. Sid Justice. Sid. Lawrence. Kazuna nine. Lawrence Taylor, 11. Kazuna Brock Lesnar, then two more. Right. Well, WrestleMania 12. I'm just going to do this. We're just going to do this out loud. We're going to make it boring. <laughs> WrestleMania 12 was Hart versus Michaels. WrestleMania 13 was Sid versus The Undertaker. WrestleMania 14 was Hart versus Austin. WrestleMania 15 was Austin versus Gone Rock. too far already. Go from, go from the beginning. WrestleMania 12. No, but earlier. Earlier than WrestleMania 12. WrestleMania 10. Keep going. 9, 8, 7, 6. Hogan's wa- Hogan is, Warrior. This is how you count downwards, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that bit nailed. Let's just check and he's still all right after this last week. <laughs> Can you wrestle him, but I can't do count nothing. Do you want to tell you? Just tell you. No. Oh, this is absolutely, <laughs> this is killing me. <laughs> right. So I was going backwards there and I got to WrestleMania 7 with Slaughter and Hogan and I haven't passed it ever. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna double check this. Right, you... six was Hogan Warrior, so it couldn't be either of them two. Five was Hogan and Savage. Oh, I remember it now. Sorry, couldn't be yeah. any of those two. Four was the goddamn million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I need, One more. I needed that. One more to get later in the opposite direction. Very much later. Recent, yeah. recent, very recent. Feels super recent, doesn't it? Greatly recent. Greatly recent. Rock against John Cena. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that can't be him. So you think just because never been in a main event before, it throws you? Because yeah, mm, very recent, incredibly recent. Drew McIntyre. Nope. Bianca Belair. Bianca oh, Belair. What a record she's got at WrestleMania. Yeah. Tremendous. The new a new WrestleMania streak and, 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 should, and, oh, and one not of the best matches of the night. Not just main events and good like just good matches both times as well. Yeah. Like excellent matches. Total WrestleMania times. classic. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, thank you very much to Great Andrew Hara for that. writing that quiz. Yeah. Really good fun that. And uh, we're gonna hopefully get Andrew writing for the website as well soon, whatculture.com. Nice. So if you want to do more excellent. quizzes for the time being, uh, you can check more out at whatculture.com. It's for you the know benefit what? of the content at large, because that keeps my mind wearing over <laughs> Um so technically, on the scorecards, Hamlet, mm-hmm. you won. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, Phil, you lost. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to call this. Okay, I'm making an executive decision, and that is, ladies and gentlemen, we're all going to WrestleMania <laughs> next <laughs> year. Congratulations! Right <laughs> down in blood. Right down in blood. Right, let us know how you got on on the quiz at What Culture WWE on Twitter, and please do let us know your. Uh, experiences and thoughts on WrestleMania 38 because it was an inc- incredible weekend. Lovely yeah. to meet everyone. Thank you as always for all your support, whether you were there or not, because your support to the podcast, the website, and of course, most importantly, for the YouTube channel means we get to do ridiculous things like this as an actual day job. Uh, you can follow all three of us on Twitter. You can follow Phil Chambers at Phil My Chambers, and you can follow Michael at. Michael Hamflet, and you can follow Adam Wilborn. Oh, 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 oh. Adam Wilborn 
Follow us all at What Culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Phil, to Hamflet, and to Miller over WrestleMania weekend. Thank you for joining us. See you soon. Wrestle Culture is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Wrestling. Beanbags. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.